Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. All right, let's revisit the giveaway. Good morning, welcome in, Out of Bounds. Brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals. If you need cataract surgery, eye care professionals, and Dr. Kirk Jeffries will take care of you or your significant other, eye care professionals, two locations on Lakeland Drive, one in Jackson, one Flowood, Bell Mead. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. On National Tequila Day, we're giving away a bottle of Patron Premium, Patron Tequila Super Premium, 100% Blue Agave, 21 and older. Uh, We're also giving away two complimentary rounds of golf to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club and a little Patron Bar Swag. Best text today. How do you enter to possibly win? Well, hit us up on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. And whether we're talking about the Neshoba County Fair and all the smells there and food or Best college football coach to not win a national title the last 20 years. Best college football coach to not win a national title the last 20 years. Also want to know if you think that um, Jason and I should start a podcast. Uh, All the smells. The Neshoba County Fair. Now, somebody on our text line had a good one, too. Um. Sights, sounds, and stenches of Mississippi's giant house party from Brad. That's pretty damn good, too. That's the best way to describe it. It is a giant house party. It is. That's what it's been referred to as. And, you know, you've had presidents go through every governor, lieutenant, you name it. Governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, house representatives, senators, um, Again, a lot of handshaking, politicking, raising money, deals, cutting deals at those wonderful picnic tables right by the petting zoo that Jason was so fond of. <laughs> um, uh, beverages, cold beverages, uh, according to some, good food. According to others, just kind of food. And uh, Jason hit, uh, I guess, you know, his culinary um, spot by going to the Piggly Wiggly, basically pop-up stand. Yeah, well, it's actually in a building. It was one of the few that was in like a real wood building. Okay, so everything else was like you know one Little of those stands al- around aluminum stands. Yeah. yeah, this one was brick and mortar. Ooh. nice. Ooh, good old fashioned. Yeah. and I mean, and people in there they put some love into that okra. I'm telling you, it it had some. You had some fried co- okra. Yes, sir. Had I to. love good fried okra. They added pepper to it too, which I that adds something. Okay, okay. Um, so I've got to go back to Mama M's, which is the new restaurant, whiskey craft beer bar in the Golden Moon Casino, and smash them. I got to take you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to, but I need to just because <laughs> you're part of the team. I appreciate and, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And so, you know, because you've got to get a you've got to get a taste of the sports book. Mom and M's, which is right across from the sports book, and then Philip M's, which is over in the Silver Star, which is the fun kind of Vegas style uh steakhouse, cool, cool bar, great place to to have a steak and a and a beverage. We'll be up there a lot during football season, and I'm looking forward to that, hanging out with our friends at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Um, Jason, coming off a trip to the Neshoba County Fair, I was in Tuscaloosa all weekend spying on Alabama's football program, but we were also uh, at North River and did our tour around Lake Tuscaloosa. was great. Uh, Beverages. I I think I ate at a little bit different place than maybe Jason did. You know, his... His kind of food ex- dinner experience on Saturday night at the Neshoba County Fair. I went to a place called Evangeline's in Tuscaloosa. It was magnificent. Just a great place. And um, Greg Byrne re- uh, recommended it. Home run. Fun. I love the everything about it. The decor, the ambiance, the the whole deal. And it was, it was popping. It was happening. Um, I'd say it was... So it was a Friday night, you know, off season, at least 80% full. Wow. Yeah. But then, was there a red dirt floor? Because if not, I'm not in. Oh, no, this was not red dirt. Okay. This was more, I mean, I don't know what really what fine dining is today. It used to be very formal, you know, coming out of the, the 50s. Um, but it's a really nice, cool place. Not real big, um, but nice. We got a, we got a high top table in the, in the bar, which was perfect for us, you know, two, two dudes that just wanted to hammer some, some meat and, and, and drink some Patron tequila and people watch. There was some beautiful people in there and, uh, very attractive about that. And then we went to Avenue pub. I had not been there either. It's just a little local dive. Uh, well, I mean, it's very well done, uh, downtown Tuscaloosa and it was good too. And then we went out on the boat. So I'm glad we both had awesome weekends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mine mine might have been a little more culinary exquisite than yours. No no question. Yeah. No question. Uh, speaking of top college football coaches the last 25, 20 years, excuse me, 20 years, that have that the best who haven't won a national championship, here's my list. And I, I we did mention Chip Kelly to one of the listeners. Um, here's my list. Chris Peterson, Mike Leach, Mike Gundy, Steve Spurrier, Chip Kelly. That's my list. I know Spurrier won one in the 90s. We're talking last 20 years. Um, Obviously, Spurrier and Bob Stoops at Florida won it for Gator Nation, their first one. And that was a heck of a football team, no doubt. But I'm going Chris Peterson, who some of you may or may not know. He was at Boise State in Washington. He's just off the charts good. Peterson's a, he took Washington to the college football playoff and drove Boise to what? One or two New Year's Day bowl games or six games. Right? He beat Oklahoma one year. Y'all remember the Statue of Liberty play. Um, Mike Leach won and won big at Texas Tech and Washington State. And... Last season was his last season, and when you win eight or nine at MSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, South Carolina, that's a phenomenal season. Leach was great at all three stops. He's a Hall of Famer. 
Mike Gundy's been amazing at Oklahoma State. Can you imagine uh, any of these guys dropping them at LSU or Georgia, Ohio State? Yeah. Goodness gracious. I mean, these guys can get it done with, uh, and they beat a lot of people who don't have as much talent as them. Uh, I've got Steve Spurrier in, in, in his run at South Carolina. He won 11 games, three seasons in a row. May never happen again. 11 games at a place that wasn't any good pretty much my whole life. Lou Holtz went in there and started winning a little bit. And then Spurrier took it to another level. And then Chip Kelly almost won a national title against Auburn. And I know he wasn't there long before going to the NFL and the Philadelphia Eagles, but but Chip Kelly's amazing. Hey, he just did a remarkable job at Oregon. Uh, and he's now winning again. It took him a minute. But he's he's starting to turn it at UCLA. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they don't care. It's probably a good spot for him. Nobody knows who he is. He didn't want to he didn't want the Florida job because it's just not what he didn't want to be in that pressure cooker. So the UCL, UCLA job, even though it's not as good, didn't fit him. I'm sorry, did fit him. The Florida job did not. What do you think about my list on the Ag Up Equipment text line? 601-885-3776. Hey, I'd put Mullen and Freeze in consideration. And I know Beamer and Snyder were at Kansas State and Vitek during some of that. Jason mentioned James Franklin. Harbaugh could be on that list. There's several. Uh, We're going to have Jeff Harad, who played at Ole Miss and in the NFL at 930. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends, over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, good morning. It's National Tequila Day, so you can enjoy a Patron Silver 
Patron Silver Margarita at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Starville, or Tupelo, or a Patron Silver Margarita at uh, Highball, Highball Lanes in Fondren, among other... Oh, I mentioned Bravo has both Patron Silver, Reposado, and Añejo because they're awesome. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone giveaway today. Best text, enter via the agup.com text line. 601-885-3776. And you enter with the text. If it's good, you're in consideration. If it's incredible, you'll win a bottle of Patron. Super premium Patron tequila. Must be 21 years or older. And we've got two complimentary complimentary rounds of golf to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. And then uh, some Patron Barware swag. That's, uh, that is a good giveaway on the Out of Bounds show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And we'll have Jeff Harrod on coming up next. Linebacker, Ole Miss, played in the NFL. He will be inducted into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. And Jeff Harrod will join us at 9.30 from Birmingham, Alabama, overlooked by Bama and Auburn, and would go on to play for Billy Brewer. And he was a ninth-round pick. They don't even have nine rounds anymore, Jason. And he went on to play for the Colts and Eagles for 10 years in the NFL. I remember him. I watched him play at Veterans Memorial Stadium uh, and in Oxford. And he was one hell of a football player. And Jeff Harrod will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line at 930. Looking forward to catching up with him. We had Lewis Tillman on the show at 830. I'd never interviewed either one of these guys. I know of them because I was a little sports nerd in the 80s between all the different teams and players at Veterans Memorial Stadium. And then, you know, the whole world kind of went through there. I mean, you know, Bear Bryant, Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker, Jackie Sherrill, you know, uh, Ballard, um, uh, Carmody, Brewer, uh, among many, uh, Bond, Forcade, Collier, and great players. Great, great, great players. History, moments, games, all that. And LSU would come through, and Bama would come through, and Auburn would come through. And, of course, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, Jason, played there then. Uh, they would move the game to campus, thank goodness, in 1991. But, I, you know, I get why that all came about. I kind of, you know, whenever that was, decades before. I understand, you know, Bama and Auburn played at Legion Field um, for years. But those, those two rivalries, uh, one's number one in Bama-Auburn, Mississippi State-Ole Miss is a top-five rivalry in college football. Those two rivalries, you know, kicked it to campus, and the rest is history. Um, and while it was fun at Veterans Memorial, man, when it's on campus, it's just, isn't it awesome? You know, when it's in Oxford and in Starkville, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, you're in your home stadium, and you're getting the, you know, 95% of the stadium is your fans. Right. And 5% is your rival. And we do it every year. And you get to host every other year. 
And one thing we know, regardless of SEC football schedule changes in the future, is that the Dogs and the Rebs will will play. Uh, one of our listeners says Johnny Majors was there too. He was. He was. No, no doubt about it. Man, that that stadium hosted a lot of games. And on the weekends, it would host more than one. It's pretty remarkable the way they flipped that whole thing out. It was one of those typical post-World War II concrete, bare-bones stadium. But at that time, that's all we knew. And we thought it was great. Let's get into, uh, I, I, I like this. Best college football coaches the last 20 years to not win a title. My list is Chris Peterson, who coached at Boise State in Washington. Mike Leach, who was fantastic at all three stops and changed the game offensively at every level. Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State's been amazing. And then I got Steve Spurrier in his South Carolina run. And then I have Chip Kelly and his run at Oregon. But look, you could throw in Gary Patterson. You can throw in, uh, I mean, I understand Frank Beamer coached some during that time at Virginia Tech, Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Dan Mullen and Hugh Freeze here were nothing short of remarkable. And uh, Harbaugh's been really good at Michigan. Granted, they're almost a power. I mean, they're right there. James Franklin did a great job at Vanderbilt. done a good job at Penn State. There's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, one interesting name is Kirk Ferentz for Iowa. That's one that's been tossed around in the conversation a little bit. He's a heck of a football coach. I mean, they've won, man. They have. They they won. Um, I mean, he stole Joe Moorhead's lunch money. <laughs> he did. His staff worked Moorhead on, on an afternoon that I was, no, morning. Um, I was with Nick Fulton in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. It was an eleven. No, it was a new eleven a.m. here, noon kickoff there, and it was hot. Even though it was New Year's Day, because it's way down in South Florida, and uh, Morehead worked him. I mean, uh, Kirk Ferentz worked him some Joe Morehead. That Mississippi State team was three or four times better, and Iowa came away with a close win. That day, so yeah, uh, Kirk Ferentz could could. I, you know what? I had him on the show. Really, I did. That's a good interview. I bet. Uh, it was. It, it, so this was. Uh, we would do random stuff back then. I guess we still do, but uh, I mean, you have to. You're trying to create content and interesting and fun. But he was coming on. Oh, what was the kid's name? Brad Banks from Hines, his quarterback. I think I got one of the one of the two names right. Maybe both. Yeah, yeah. He had a tie. Was it Brad Banks from Heinz Community College? Yes. Okay. All right. So somebody on Ference's uh staff came down and got him. And he went up there and they won like eleven games, Jason. Ten, eleven games. All right. He had a really good career there. And that's why we had Ference on the show. And he laughed. This goes to show you how crazy we are. He said this. I was like, hey, coach, welcome into the show. It was this time of year. No, it may have been June. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, off season. And he went, well, 
I know that y'all love football and down there in the Southeast, in the, in the SEC, because nobody would have me on this time of year in our area. And I thought, <laughs> I didn't think as much as I should have about it then, but I thought about when he, when he said that on the air. Um, but yeah, no, he's one that should be, should be in the mix. He's, he's a heck of a, he's a heck of a football coach. He didn't leave quite on good terms, but he had a ridiculous run at a place, another place that I think is pretty difficult to win. You know, at some point, Jason, we're going to have to get into uh, each school's most notable alum that I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Here it has Ole Miss Archie Manning. It has Mississippi State Dak Prescott. Some people would say that there's even more famous people that have been through Starbucks and Oxford. Although Prescott, this day and age at the Cowboys, because of the TV time he gets, Archie didn't get that. It it was local programming in the 70s and 80s. Uh, But we may have to hit this at some point. Coming up next, Jeff Harad played at Ole Miss and in the NFL. He's going in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. He'll join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Coming up next. This is the SEC Insider Hit. Presented by your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Go local. Go with a home team. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. It is a big week and weekend for uh, Mississippi sports as we've got the 2023 class being inducted into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. And uh, they'll have events and dinners and celebrations throughout the weekend. It is an outstanding class of men and women. Super, super accomplished. And we had Lewis Tillman on the show at 8.30 today. That was a lot of fun. And we'll have uh, Paul Mahalam, who played at Mississippi State Major League Baseball tomorrow at 9.30 and and several other inductees. But right now, we get to welcome in uh, Jeff Harrod, who played at Ole Miss and in the NFL, was a heck of a linebacker, and he will be inducted into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. Jeff Harrod, good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. Very, very excited about this, uh, this weekend. Well, it's, uh, it's a heck of a, you know, acknowledgement accomplishment of what the, uh, the men and women did. You had a heck of a career, um, at Ole Miss. Talk about, uh, you played for Billy Brewer. Um, talk about your recruitment. Um, who, who did it come down to as far as where you were going to go to school, Jeff? Well, it was, uh, you know, being born and raised in Birmingham, I grew up a uh, big time Alabama fan and, uh, my dreams was to play for Paul Bell Bryant, but, uh, that didn't, that didn't happen. And I was, um, believe it or not, I, I had no scholarship offers and I was about, um, I think a day away of signing to the United States Marines. 
and um, one of a uh, uh, highly recruited quarterback, Wade Spreeder, he was being recruited by Ole Miss, and um, and one of the coaches came in and um, sat with him, visited him, so to speak, and um, his coach, Bratton McCormick, who played for Coach Brewer in college, uh, he was at at Parker, he had coached me my junior year, and he told Ole Miss about me. They came over and to Banks and uh, look at some uh, video on me, and they immediately offered me a scholarship. So that's how uh, my journey began. Wow. Jeff Harrod on the Out of Bounds show. So you were a whisker away from going into the Marine Corps, and then all of a sudden – Somewhat late in the game, Ole Miss shows interest, and you end up at Ole Miss. Yes, it was. Uh, I was happy, you know, because I always, you know, like I said, I was a big Alabama fan, but I was always an SEC fan. So the opportunity just playing in SEC was a, uh, a blessing within itself. But I was frustrated, you know, because you know, growing up, I was a kid and. Alabama, you know, you want to go to Alabama, Auburn, especially if you're a huge football fan. And um, like I said, it didn't happen, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did because, you know, I probably wouldn't have accomplished and did so much of what I've done to this day if that wouldn't have happened, me going to Ole Miss. Yeah, you became an All-American, first-team All-SEC. It, it definitely worked out. Um Okay, so so you go over to Ole Miss and you basically start day one, don't you, Jeff? No, actually, I, I didn't. Um, um, coming from out of state, it was pretty much you know in-state players got to me. You know, they got all the the attention, so to speak. Okay, and I wasn't even on the depth chart the first day of practice, right? And so, still being frustrated not being drafted, I mean, being given an opportunity to play in Alabama, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder to go out and, and, and prove people, you know, state of Alabama, they made a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And so when I got there, it was, there was a lot of highly recruited players, so even the linebacker, Lopez Jones, linebacker, um, I can't remember the other. And um, so there's a couple of us um, came from Alabama players, uh, myself, Willie Goodlow and Joe Mickles. And um, we, um, but I was, you know, they, they got it recognized the first couple of days. Um, but the second, third day, I think, and second, third day practice, I ended up moving up the ladder real fast because I uh, went out on the field with a tenacious attitude to prove people wrong. And then I was frustrated because they gave me number 66. And I thought that was very disrespectful. That's an offensive lineman's number. And so I, uh, and um, every, every day was me going out and trying to, you know, uh, prove people wrong and then put myself in a position to contribute to the team. Jeff Harad, All American, first team All SEC. He's on the Ole Miss team of the century. That should tell you uh, about his career at Ole Miss. Then went on to play in the NFL from Birmingham, Alabama. He'll be inducted into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this weekend, and it is a wonderful weekend celebrating uh, some amazing people and athletes, men and women, this weekend. 
okay, but you did eventually, you started, you did start as a freshman. So you worked your way up pretty fast, right? Yes, I was, I was, they decided to redshirt me. Um, what was told to me, they wanted to put more, um, get bigger, so to speak. I think I was 210 pounds, whatever. And um, throughout the fourth, I think they pulled a red tag, red shirt tag off of me going into the fourth or fifth game. And I remember vaguely playing against Auburn, that, you know, have, get an interception. And that was a that was a thrill, um, home uh, state team, whatever, then offer me. And so it was uh, very depressing, I can recall, being not being traveling and playing and watching, you know, fellow teammates outperforming. So um, I, I was like a lion in the cage ready to be unleashed. And so when I came out of the cage, you know, it was everything is, is history. Wow. Okay. All right. So played for four years. They take the red shirt tag off of you. Um, man, you were driven. You had a chip on your shoulder for what you uh, described here over the last few minutes. You channeled it. It worked out. And um, did you know that early, Jeff, that, you know, I mean, because sometimes it takes guys a red shirt year, sophomore year, maybe even junior year before things start to to really click. Did you know early, hey, not only can I play in the SEC and start for Ole Miss, but I can play at a high level? Yes, I, I knew I could play. Um, just I've always knew and that I could perform at a high level if I took care of myself, you know, was in the best of shape, so to speak, and just stay motivated. Um, listen to the coaches, and I give a lot of credit to Coach, Coach Billy Brewer and Coach Carl Torbush. He's taught me so much. And um, and I've always been a guy to hang around the older guys and the guys like Jeff Bacon and Dan Boyce, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember all the guys' names, but they helped me along the way. But it was more so of my love for the game, so to speak, uh, I love the game so much. I grew up following, got him, really got him play, playing football, watching Tony Nathan, touchdown Tony. I played running back and linebacker in high school. And uh, I was just a huge fan. And um, But just the love of the game, um, I think, put me in a position to train, to work hard, and try to succeed. And then looking back over my life as a kid and wanted to succeed, I think that kind of drove me to be you know, to have that success, that success in the SEC. Is it true? We're visiting with Jeff Harrod, All-American at Ole Miss, um, on the Ole Miss team of the century, uh, NFL, and then he'll be inducted, uh, well-deserved, into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this weekend with some unbelievable men and women that are very, very accomplished. It's going to be a great weekend for, for Mississippi sports. Jeff joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Is it true, Jeff, that you had to walk two miles to play in a youth football league? Um, yes, I was. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead and tell, share that story if you don't mind. Yes, yeah, so I um, I was brought up uh, very unfortunate. We didn't have much. Uh, brought up in a single family home. My mother, she worked around the clock. I hold ever saw my mom. Uh, I think my parents divorced, and I was like 
three, four years old, and I didn't have the uh, luxuries like a lot of kids to play organized football. But I, uh, neighborhood over, I saw the little league got there practicing, whatever, and I asked if I could play, whatever, and I, um, and, um, but it was an unorganized little, little league, didn't cost anything, so I didn't have, mom can afford uniforms, whatever, for me, so I, um, local high school, <clears throat> I went in the dumpster and found a helmet and shoulder pads that were doing spring cleaning. And so that's how I got my equipment. So I would walk, I think I was in the fifth grade, you know, after school, I would walk over to the next neighborhood. It's think about overall, like two miles. Sometime I'd be walking home at night because of the time of the year. It was getting dark early. And that's, that's when I started playing football. And then I went to high school. That's the first time I ever played civilized football my freshman year of high school. So I never really played or had the experience just playing in a little pickup league as a little kid. That's a powerful story. Um, Wow. Wow, wow. Okay. And so you go into the dumpster to find some gear to be able to play some youth football at an early age and probably figured out and so did people around you that you're a heck of an athlete and then so what what about high school did somebody like some coaches or t- people realize hey this young man's got a shot and kind of help and mentor you at any point in Birmingham yes not not really I um the high school I went to in my community it was like I said a very uh poor area I was a very poor and the high school had a great basketball team, but they was horrible in football. So my dream was to be like Tony Nathan. I want to go to Alabama and be like touchdown Tony. And so I tried to, we was zoned just for Hayes high school. And so I was trying to get, uh, use my aunt's address to go to Woodlawn. And so that didn't happen. That's where Tony Nathan played at Woodlawn high. And so Eventually, we ended up, my mother ended up uh, getting the Section 8 housing in the, in the zone in the, where I can go play at Banks High School. And so that's how it ended up at Banks. And I followed there, David Cutcliffe, who, you know, he's a, a well-known coach who coached, you know, the Ole Miss and Eli sure. and P. And he had left and went there. I was chasing him, and he went to Tennessee. And so I had success there at Banks as a running back and linebacker. And and so when, um, like I said, things unfolded there because Cutcliffe left, Banks was a powerhouse. And and so the coach that took his place didn't really help me. Um, I heard so many rumors college was coming through, asking me to have any talent, and he didn't sell me well. And so it took, like I said, um, on a cultural foot players from college to speak up for me. Uh, so that's the, um, that was a turning point in my career. Wow. All American at Ole Miss team of the century, Jeff Harad linebacker on the out of bounds show. One Oh five, nine, the zone ESPN. They gave him number 66 at Ole Miss. He didn't like that. And he proved to be one of the best defensive players to ever play at the school, eventually wearing number 54. After, uh, Jeff, 
after you uh, established yourself at Ole Miss, when did you when did, when were you able to switch off the number sixty six? I, I, I kept number sixty six. Okay. I never uh, changed because it. I, I I'm a, I was a numbers guy. I still, you know, try to be a numbers guy, and I look at tradition and look at I know I look at life differently. A lot of times I, I looked at the number 66 and think there was a reason why I got number 66. Ah. So it reminded me of the disrespect because back then guys wore 40s, 50s, 90s, whatever, playing linebacker. And so I thought about it. I was born in 1966. And, you know, I was brought up in the church and there's 66 books in the Bible. So I was looking at it as... Maybe, I mean, this is a blessing. It means something. So I never changed that jersey, and it made me look fat, made me look, even though I was undersized, made me look like a lineman. And so that's why I kept number 66, and it remind, reminded me of the disrespect and pushed me every time I looked into that jersey before games. I'm going to make a name out of this, this, this number where players after me will respect this number. So that's why I ended up keeping it. So going to the Indianapolis Colts, I ended up with 54. Okay. And granted, you can't wear 60s in the NFL. Right. I was that, a linebacker. So you kept 66. That's uh, that's another good story from Jeff Harad. Um, on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Jeff will be inducted into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame uh, this weekend. And it's going to be just an amazing weekend to celebrate some uh, very, very accomplished and talented men and women who will be inducted. He's already in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame on the uh, Ole Miss Team of the Century. Uh, Played in the 80s with Coach Billy Brewer. He mentioned Carl Torbush, who's known as a phenomenal defensive mind in in the world of of football and and college football. And he played with some great players, um, including... Gosh, Wesley Walls among others, Jeff. Yes, yeah, Wesley Walls. He, uh, in fact, he texted me this morning said he'll be there this weekend to uh, celebrate with me. But um, Wesley is a, you know, outstanding person, more so a football player, and I uh, tease him all the time that when I was at Ole Miss, we played two years together. He was uh, he was outside linebacker. And he's called him a little warrior. You know, he's, he's called me, my nickname was Wild Man. I barked all the time and um, got me motivated, got me going, and everybody picked up on it. And uh, so when I left Ole Miss, he moved over to tight end. So I still, the day I would tease him, turn, I'd tell him that he was uh, a special forces when I was there. And he turned into the, uh, you know, went to the Air Force when I left, you know what I mean? And so he would change over to offense, and I tease him all the time about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we stay in touch. He's a good friend, a good guy, and he wrote a letter, a recommendation for me for the for this this uh, this uh, this great honor. Wow! I'm thankful for that. Yes, he's a super guy. He's been on our show several times, and um, that is so cool that he wrote a letter uh, for you. And um, and y'all were teammates and uh, had a heck of a run there at Ole Miss. Well, 
uh, Jeff, th- I was a kid when you were playing, and I I remember you and and y'all had some unbelievable games and Veterans Memorial Stadium, and I remember you wearing number fifty four uh, in the NFL. Unfortunately, uh, Johnny Cooks and you played on some bad teams, but I'm still glad that y'all got to play uh, in the NFL and at uh, at linebacker and so on, and definitely represented uh, this state really well. But uh, I hope you have a uh, an amazing time. And uh, the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame does it right. It's going to be a great weekend, and we really appreciate your time today. Yes. I appreciate it. also say, you know, my, um, you know, it was, it was very hurtful to hear a passing of um, a good friend of mine, a mentor, when I was drafted by the Colts and Johnny Cooks. He, uh, you know, me and Ole Miss, he's Mississippi State, you know, that bad blood there. But he taught me a lot my rookie year. He took me, uh, showed me the ropes and whatnot. And uh, I kind of stayed in touch with him, you know, over the last year throughout. That's not as much as I should. Um, one of a good friend of mine, Tyrone Keys. Yes. Um, you know, we was communicating. Tyrone lives here in Tampa. And... um so we talk periodically once me and him and Johnny, Johnny then a year talk on three way and laugh and joke. And Tyrone gave me the news reported to me and that happened. He had just talked to him the day before and, uh, Bill, uh, told me, uh, Blackwell told me that Johnny had reserved a table for this induction. Wow. So it was, it was very, very touching. And so, you know, um, my heart goes out to his family and whatnot, but he's a he's a great guy, and you know, thank the good Lord that I had the opportunity to be a be his friend and and all the things he did for me in my rookie year in the NFL. That's so cool. I just want to put that out. What a wonderful yeah. special story, Jeff. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, Johnny Cooks and Jeff Harrod were were teammates uh, with the Colts together, and uh, that was powerful. Jeff, uh, enjoy the weekend. Um, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful celebration and, uh, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Jeff Harad, team of the century at Ole Miss, all American and all SEC joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We'll have Paul Mahalam tomorrow and another, um, I just booked another one. I have to make sure I get that time right. And we're hoping to get, oh, we Coach Page will be joining us this week. Longtime Millsaps baseball coach. And the list will go on and on. Carol Ross is going in. Unbelievable women's coach. I mean, it's just uh, Patrick Sertain. The list goes. Uh, I mentioned John Mangum. He'll get a kick out of this when I say Jake Mangum's dad. Um, because John Mangum, just a phenomenal athlete in, in McGee, Mississippi, goes on to play at the University of Alabama. And then eight years with the Chicago Bears. So it's a great group of men and women going into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. We appreciate Jeff Harrods. Right, look, so he, he comes from the housing projects. He has a, I mean, tough upbringing isn't even a way to describe it. Doesn't even give it justice. And he's finds this youth league two miles away from his house. He goes into a dumpster to get the football equipment to uh, to eventually play, Jason, and then kind of bounces around high schools. And David Cutcliffe, 
is it Banks High School in Alabama, I guess, before going to Tennessee. And he's overlooked by Bama and Auburn. And then Billy Brewer, and Brewer did this a lot. Man, he could find players, chip on their shoulder, tough as hell. And all of a sudden, they would they would make a name for themselves under Billy Dog Brewer at uh, at Ole Miss. Great stories from Jeff Harad today, who team of the century at uh, I mean he's he's in he's in the discussion for greatest linebacker ever, and they've had some unbelievable ones, including Patrick Willis, but but many others under Vault and so on. The Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five nine The Zone ESPN. Thanks for listening. Let's do lunch today. At um, let's do lunch today at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison. B three and Brandon, and uh, you can go with the Dirty Bird Wrap or a burger or a Blue Plate. Their smoked chicken's amazing. We've got all kinds of yummy vegetables, including fried okra, which Jason and I talked about earlier. As Jason had his five star meal at the uh, Neshoba County Fair on Saturday night. Hope you have a wonderful Monday. We'll have more of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Famers throughout the week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you missed anything, you can go to Apple Podcast, search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Have a good Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.